Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It's Michael. Before we get started, wanted to introduce you all to the Union Sports Goalkeeping Community, a social media network that reimagines how communities engage, educate, and entertain one another. As an insider, we want to offer you all a sneak peek 30-day free trial before the public launch this winter. For more information, go to www.theunionsports.com or search for the Union Sports Community in Apple or Google Play stores. Thanks to all of you for making the union possible, and on with the show. Happy Thanksgiving and welcome to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Majid, live from Hollywood, California. With me, you know him as the hardest working man in all of goalkeeping, the one and only Cal State LA goalkeeper coach, Omar (laughs) Zini, who just goes from USL championship to the collegiate field. So what, what's what's next? AYSO for you, Omar? What do you got going on? <laughs> oh man, I've, I've I've tackled AYSO a long time ago. Thank God that that was on the pinnacle there. So yeah. Oh man, and uh, and speaking of uh, speaking of youth soccer, guys, we have uh, two uh, two legends in the youth soccer game here in Southern California with us today, guys. We have the one and only Impact Goalkeeper Academy. We got Big Joe and Eric Miseroy joining us. What's up, guys? How are you? How's everybody doing? Excited, man. Excited. You know, I mean, I think honestly, you know, with Thanksgiving coming up and everything like that, like we couldn't think of a better topic uh, and a better group of people to have on uh, to discuss this, which we're going to get to a little bit later on, guys. And today's topic is going to be, you know, giving back uh, from the macro and the micro to the goalkeeping community in your area and worldwide. Uh, But kind of first off, before we kind of get into all that, uh, you two, uh, for some people out there who might be like, I don't know, based in like, you know, uh, somewhere like, you know, the Emirates, and they might not be familiar with Impact Goalkeeper Academy and uh, and all the all the sizzle and all the fire that Big Joe uh, puts in all his social media comments. Uh, why don't you tell the people a little bit about Impact Goalkeeper? Well, IGA is just something that started grassroots back in uh, 2001, and uh, it was just all about fulfilling a need that was needed here in South Bay, which ironically, is a hotbed for soccer talent. Um, so it started back then, and it was all about grassroots and developing. And And as it as the years went by, you know, we, we got better. We changed our ways. We got out of the old school mentality and started seeing new ways to train goalkeepers, especially with the distribution, and to add more um, variety to what we do, like our ID camps and you know, working with top coaches to do coaching education. And, you know, we just, we're just trying to do the best we can to provide the best information and training out there for goalkeepers in the area. You know, and I think, you know, one of the really cool things about that is when you're talking about, you know, bringing in elite coaches, you also develop and cultivate your own coaches. For instance, uh, this young man right here, Omar Zini, actually spent a, a good deal of time uh, 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 assisting at the uh, at the impact camps. And I, and I know this is something, Omar, that you, you've spoken to a lot of young coaches about in regards to those experiences. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, as a young coach, you kind of step into the, a, a new world and you realize how much you don't know or you think you know everything. And you step into a situation where, for example, at, uh, at a camp, Joe pulled me aside and he was like, look, he calls me nephew. He's like, look, nephew, you know, I, I'm not seeing that that passion from you today. You know, I know you're tired. The guys are tired, but these kids are, are coming here to, to get good training. 
And if your mentality and your body language is showing uh, fatigue or, you know, tiredness and uh, laziness, lack of a better term, then the kids are going to follow as well. So those are little lessons that you learn uh, at a young age as a young coach. And um, I think for me, it's just it's embody. I try to embody that and it's kind of like stuck in me now. So I try not to walk to anything during training. I try to make sure that when it's time to go as a coach, I'm ready to go. My communication is on body language is there. So uh, I attribute that a lot to, to working in your guys' camps. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and by the way, guys, feel free to step in any time. Don't wait for like a, a question or answer type of a thing. So it's free flowing like that. So, Miz, I actually want to ask you about this, you know, because uh, you know, we've had Joe on before, you know, in the past and everything like that. But, uh, you know, one of the things is, is that like Omar discussing what he was talking about in regards to, you know, giving that effort, giving that giving that that intensity and, and having that connection and that care for the players out there. You know, I think that's something that I know you've been very specifically driving into young coaches out there. It's like, Hey, it's not about you. It's about them. And I expect you to deliver as if you, they were serving to you. Yeah. I think for us, you know, our biggest, like our mission statement together, Joe and I, you know, um, is it's about the kids. Right. And so everybody, you know, including ourselves and, and our staff, it has to be about the players first, right? And and we've had a we had a situation a couple of years ago when we brought a big time coach in from Mexico, um, and we were doing like this this crazy shot shot stopping station style uh, clinic. Omar was there. Yeah, I think Omar was there. Yeah, you're right. Omar's leg almost fell off that. Right. And, I was gonna say a, a Mexican shot stopping clinic. I'm blown right. away. It was, really? What a yeah, shot! Yeah, it was. It was. We were trying something out, and it was fun. It was very successful for the kids, but you know. I was one of the few guys that didn't speak fluent Spanish. And so I actually stopped the camp and brought the (laughs) staff in. And I was like, look, maybe you think that this is acceptable, but it's, you know, there's not enough coaching, you know, yes, the the activities are going to coach the players and yes, it's going to create chaos for them, whatever, but there has to be specific coaching. There has to be your elbow need to be more forward in front of your ribs, your toe had to be pointed more forward towards the ball, whatever that specific technical aspect that isn't being done that stuff has to come out because you know it sounds silly but i'm really you know and he is too but we're, we're nervous that kids are going to go home and their dad who wasn't there at dinner is going to go hey little joey what did you learn today and little joey's going to go well i dove five thousand times <laughs> or you know i i did this but you know that answer for us isn't good enough I mean, I think, you know, and, and before we kind of, you know, kind of get into the topic here, you know, I think Omar, you know, they brought up some really good things right there. And that and that's something that I know that you've really been stressing throughout your development as a coach when you've started mentoring other coaches out there and recognizing the fact that a lot of them were watching you. They're watching your YouTube videos and they were saying, hey, man, this is so cool. I'm going out there. I'm doing your sessions, blah, blah, blah. But again, they're not really understanding why you're doing your sessions, where you're doing your sessions in your progression, all of those sorts of things. So you start right. going, Hey man, I appreciate you sending me your clips of, of your sessions and everything like that. But why don't you take a second and tell me the why, tell me the why of why you're doing this as opposed to trying to prove to me how you can replicate what I did out there. Yeah. And I think that's like, when you look at, uh, you know, Joe and Mizzy stuff and when you look at other coaches, I think, their big emphasis is if I'm not there, you should be able to, to problem solve on your own. And I think those are the questions that, you know, young kids will ask me or even young coaches will, will you know, get you said, send me their video and I'll be 
like, like you said, why are you doing this? Like what part of the season is this? Are you trying to get repetitions because it's preseason and you want to get the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper fitness? What is it? And those questions that I asked are the same exact questions that Joe has asked me, that Mizzy has asked me, that Phil has asked me, other coaches have asked me. And I think, again, it's, it's that's as I'm getting deeper into the game now, you start realizing that like you just pass it on, pass it along, pass, uh, pass it forward. Somebody tells you something, if you resonate with it, it's positive, negative. Then the next time a younger coach comes up to me uh, or a player, then you offer that same kind of uh, uh, the same you know same kind of uh, reflection and, and questionnaire back back to them and see how they respond to it. Yeah, you know, and, and, and you know, and, and one thing you know in regards to that is the fact is that like what you were talking about is like that questionnaire and like getting that information and and I think this is one of the really cool things that you guys do right here. You know, you know, Joe is is that you guys don't just bring in coaches so that players get the experience to work with these coaches. You guys bring in these coaches so that your coaching staff and other local coaches oh, absolutely. Absolutely. gets to absolutely. experience that. So, so why don't you talk a little bit about like what you guys have going on with, a, for instance, like you've had a, a strong relationship with Phil Wedden over at the Philadelphia Union for quite a while now. Yeah, I think, you know, it started off, um, who do we bring in first? First guy. We brought in EV from Royce first. When we yeah, were when, Royce. We, when we were with, yeah, that's right. When we were with Royce, um, and I think we were probably one of the first academies to to be partnered with a you know one of the largest goalkeeping companies in the world right um and and part of part of our agreement with them was access to you know their pros right and ev is you know is is right up there with one of the best coaches ever and and you know we flew him out from tennessee and you know put him up put him in a california hotel redondo you know and he had a blast and you know that I think for us, because we, Joe and I talk about a lot of things and, and, you know, wherever these ideas stem from either me or him or wherever it's, you know, we're not scared to just go with it. And we're not, you know, we're, we know at some point, you know, some ideas aren't going to either come to fruition or they, they might be bad ideas. Um, but for us, it's like, let's do it. No one else has done it. Right. And, and let's do it. And, and the EV experiment, you know, it was it was really good. And that that brought out the confidence then to go after, you know, go after other you know coaches in Mexico. And then obviously we brought out Phil a few years ago, which was a huge risk as far as, you know, how it was going to go. And we, that's when we added the uh, the educational portion of that with Phil. Right. And we did the, the teaching component as well. Um, you know, that also goes with, you know, you mentioned earlier us. Uh, cultivating young coaches, right? Like we helped, I think we helped Omar a little bit. Omar certainly helped us. Um, we have Joe Sacchetti, you know, who's a college coach now. We have, you know, Juan, yeah, Juan Cervantes, you know, now he's a partner. Um, he's at UCLA now. We have um, Quanzilla. <laughs> up know, in Spokane. Up in Spokane. He's academy goalkeeper coach now. Lemus um, in, in Springfield, Illinois. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, through the years, we've been able to kind of develop young young players who have become coaches and have always come, always come back and and you know kind of you don't want to say spread the gospel but you know <laughs> you know coach it coach the IGA way because they grew up through the IGA system or they've been influenced with the IGA system and the way we do things and and for us I think it's pretty neat honestly like no. to just keep it as that it's it's neat to have these these young coaches really you know blossom yeah Absol absolutely like yeah, my yeah. nephew man he's blossoming up too much now <laughs> see see and i was waiting for joe to start chiming in because like i was like i was like speaking of being humble 
Speaking of being humble, <laughs> I've, I've never seen Joe Velasco be so quiet in a conversation ever. That's so I was like, I was like, he must really respect what Missy's saying. No, that's because my honey here has what do you call that thing? The cow prong. He's pronging me. He's not saying anything. So if yeah. I say something. <laughs> <laughs> okay now it's my turn look at the end of the day like what i always tag is gk for life and i our thing is when mizzy and i we came up with that hashtag a long time ago it was like what what is what what does it mean well for us goalkeeping is a lifestyle right because what does life have it has pressure goalkeeping there's pressure right uh you know the way you carry yourself with people communication it's the same thing with goalkeeping if you don't communicate you're not going to really get good results with your back line and, and with the with your team in general. So our passion is basically that, GK for life, because once you're done playing, most goalkeepers, they try coaching. Some stay with it, some don't. And then once they're done coaching and playing, they still have that passion, you know? So that's why we always say GK for life, because we believe that it's – something you do till the end of your life man this is you're always a goalkeeper for life once you've done it you're in it so and it's cool to see like omar blossom up i mean i was i remember omar when he was a little kid you know playing for uh sharif at barcelona oh the, <laughs> when the, he became the, a coach, the, the chubby omar a, the chubby omar who would get chipped from uh from from uh from dude he was a big kid team. for like 12 years old <laughs> When they would play against Paldino at South Bay Forest, that was their rival. And and I saw this. I'm like, that's a big kid. I, I bet you he has a fake uh, birth certificate or something. <laughs> but the point is, I didn't see him again until I started noticing his uh, his uh, stuff on YouTube. And I'm like, there's no way this is the guy. And I called Vince. Hey, is this this dude? He goes, yeah. I'm like, and it, you know what? It's good because he brought something different, something that I wasn't doing, something he wasn't doing, or anybody. You know, and look at the results. And so when I saw he was getting into it, I said, hey, what's up, man? I'd love to have you down, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and the first thing he said, dude, thank you. I'm honored. You know, I like I, I like what you're doing and very humble kid. Not that he had not just because he had a huge following. He's like, no, I don't want. No, he was humble. He, you know, he got to work and it was our responsibility with Mizzy to like, all right, dude. This is how it is now at the grassroots level because I know you do you train a lot of good players, good goalkeepers, but let me show you where it starts. And so I'll never forget a camp we did, the COVID camp. He showed up. Remember Omar, that five day camp where I had the chiropractor? Is this, this going to start becoming yes. a roast of Omar Zini? Is that what? <laughs> yeah. No, because it's about giving back. Let me show you how oh, yeah. I give back to him. <laughs> so, so we had a we have a doctor chiropractor at our camps, right? Athletic trainer. This guy was on that table every day getting adjusted, right? And I was like, bro, you all right? He goes, dude, if no one's taking advantage, I am. I'm like, okay, your thing. But then when he asked me, what group am I getting? I hugged him. I said, nephew, you're really going to get tested this week. You're going to get all the little kids, all the eight, nine-year-olds. The bubbleheads. The, yeah, the, the, the baby bunnies. And I, and I said, nephew... To be a complete, un underline that word complete, to be a complete goalkeeper coach, you got to train where, where you're the baby bunnies. you got to learn how to have patience because it's part of teaching. You have to learn to be patient. He gave me a look like, okay, I'm sure it's only going to be for a day. But no, I said, no, you have them the whole week. And by the end of the week, I need you to know their names and I need you to, I need to know their traits and I want you to tell them what they need to work on. 
Turned out he loved it. I even asked him three days in, hey, you want to rotate? No, no, I like this group now. I'm like, okay. Wait, wait what? Yeah. Hold on, so. I, I never would. All right, Omar. Omar, we got to. That, that, I, I got some information now on the next direction, <laughs> the next direction but, to go. But but see, that's the thing, though. Um, he's open and willing, and so are the other uh, coaches that we work with. And I want to give a quick shout-out to all our affiliates, uh, uh, Miguel in San Diego with Unmatched, Marlon in the Valley, Arturo in Bakersfield, Miguel Bautista over there at Legends, uh, Jeff Tackett, our boy Tackett over there in the IE, so, and Jeff Redinger over there in, uh, in Orange County as well. Uh, all those guys right there, it's a great uh, union. And Omar, you know, he's seen hand in hand how, you know, we stick together. Like, you know, because, again, like what he said, what Mizzy said, it's idea sharing. We don't know it all. There's always something new out there. And it's cool because you, we have a little uh, text chat with, like, four coaches, Mizzy and I. And we just like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And it's like, you know, it's fun, you know. But, uh but yeah, it's, it's always good to bring in these young coaches. And the first thing I tell these young coaches, I said, hey, are you passionate about this or you just want to do it just to make some money to pay bills? Because at the end of the day, for me, it's about the kids. It ain't about me. It ain't about, you know, what, what I did in the past. It's about the kids. And if these kids and their parents are willing to invest, then we have to fulfill that 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 job at 100 percent, you know, so. So grooming these coaches and letting them know the reality is what I do because I don't like to sugarcoat anything, as my nephew will tell you. I will tell you straight <laughs> up. Like he said, I told him, hey, quit looking lazy. Be a little bit more passionate because if you, if your body language slumps, what do you think those kids are going to do? So I'm glad he learned the, that that lesson. Yep. Yep. He, 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 he learned that lesson. And look, look at him, the wise – the wise, grizzled old goalkeeper coach veteran that he is. Uh, that, that he is. <laughs> hey, he's on his way to win a national championship. Yeah, so he's, he's gonna be doing hey, one of these. Hey, no Wait, hold on. No, hey, no pressure, by the way. Well, I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't remember what it look what, what what it looks like to 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 get a result after his Vegas play season. So. For real. Wow, but I just wanna, wow I just wanna, Mike, that is below the belt <laughs> right there. It's Thanksgiving, it's Thanksgiving time, bro. Come on. Come on. Be a little nice to him. Um, but I just, I just want to, Mike, real quick, just to, to yeah. finish up on that point. I think uh, I did an interview with Thomas Schleck, who is the uh, uh, Borussia Dortmund like Academy director. And I sat down with him and, and he said, look, if I listen to a podcast for two hours and in those two hours, I got one thing that I, it made me a better coach, I'm going to like, I, I would say that's a valuable use of my time. And I kind of, I, once he said that to me, I kind of started taking these new approaches in, in certain, you know, hey, come to my camp or, hey, can you uh, watch this video of like, maybe I can learn something. And I think when you guys had Phil Wedden at your guys' camp, I think we had lunch with him or assume we had, uh, yeah, Joe took us out to lunch and it was us kind of just having like a more intimate moment with the coaching staff and, and Phil. And Phil was like, hey, Omar, like, you know, what did uh, you see from the session? What did you like? What didn't you like? And I was like, I'm still starstruck at this time because I'm just, I just go, I mean, this guy is one of the top coaches. He's so well-respected, and, and you're asking me this question? And then I kind of just sat there. I absorbed it, and I said, you know, I like this. I like this, but I really was wondering, why did you do this? Like, I, I didn't feel like that was in terms of the progressions. It didn't make sense. And then he gave me his reasoning. We kind of had a little back and forth, and I was like, now I learned something. So now whenever Joe offers me an opportunity to work at camp or to, to work with Phil or to, you know, uh, get a younger group, I try to use that, like you said, goalkeeper for life. Can you take a small hour or two in those moments that are out of your comfort zone and then walk out of there with one, two, three, four, five lessons? And then those lessons, you resonate them, they reflect with you. And then after that, you pass those lessons on to somebody else. 
So I do feel as though on the on the macro level, Joe, you've done such a good job. Busy, I know I, I don't talk to you as much, but I speak to Joe more. But like Joe, you've done such a good job of kind of like, look, this is gonna test you, but I want you to walk out of here with something. And if you didn't walk out of here with something, you didn't try hard enough. And I feel like that's how you run your camps, how the younger kids respond to you. So I feel like from a mentor aspect, like you've always challenged me, and that's just been something that I hope every coach has in their uh, in their journey. You know, and, and and just just real quickly, right there, guys. I just uh, I just threw it up there, right there. But uh, if you guys want to know more about what we're kind of talking about here, you can check out gkforlife.net, which has all the information that we're referring to. And we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about you know one of the programs that you guys have going on right now. But I kind of want to get into today's topic, and guys, and today's topic is kind of about creating a a synergistic goalkeeping community and giving back on on the macro and the micro. Um, you know, um. Mizzy, maybe in, in your words, since, since Joe's talked for the last 20 minutes that we opened that Pandora's box. <laughs> See, um, you opened up the Pandora's box, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, what uh, in, in your in your own words, what do you think of when you think giving back? Really backing what we say about it's for the kids, right? We, you know, Joe and I don't leave our camp events making thousands of dollars. That's not how it works. You know, it's it's really just about giving back and making sure that the players get so much more than their money's worth, right? And so I think for me, it's it's really about that. It's about, you know, all these coaches and all these leagues and all this stuff, it, it seems like such a money grab sometimes. And for us, it's, it's never about that, right? Um, and so when we have an opportunity or we came up with the idea six years ago or seven years ago about Project Pink, um, which was our breast cancer awareness glove, um, our first one, our first generation glove, which was, it was so bad, that glove was so bad. We learned a lot, um, but again, That's I, why I never want to get in the glove game. Right, no one. <laughs> oh, our first glove, we thought it was so rad too. It was, so, <laughs> it was yeah, it was horrible. We were on cloud nine. Yeah, Woo! and you know we and it, but again, it was about donating, right? It was about raising awareness and 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 donating money to breast cancer awareness, and so that campaign over the years was so successful, um, and it and it really came about just. I think I think it was Joe's idea originally um, to say, you know, we we got to do something different. Um, yeah, because we have family. That's right. And so I think, um, you know, coming up with that idea was really what kickstarted it all. And, and you know, we've been doing it ever since, you know. Through Sorry, I have to throw this up there. Somebody put yeah. this up there. Greg Burkett's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that first close. Oh, my God. Right. But. Hi, Gregory. Yeah. Hey, Greg. Um, it. That glove, yeah, that first glove. I mean, <laughs> we were we were using manufacturers that we didn't know, and and we got ripped off by ripped like off three. plenty of times. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, that's that that'd be a whole nother podcast of how not to start a glove company. Um, <laughs> Oop, idea. Yeah, but but you know, but that's I mean, for me, it's you know, it's it's through kind of my life experiences, right, and and yeah. with my family specifically, and so you know, I wanted to do something that you know we could tie something together, and and you know bring awareness to cancer where bring cancer awareness out there specifically breast cancer awareness and and that's how that that whole thing started and you know this year we you know we went out on a limb and and obviously we started the uh the diabetes awareness glove um campaign and and it's going really well um and so you know i don't know how much we we uh how much we donated with over the years with, with breast cancer awareness but i mean one year we did nine thousand dollars of donations because we don't make wow. any money off of it all the proceeds yeah. after we pay the bill just goes straight off and we just donate it out um but yeah so this year is is uh is diabetes awareness um big joe's a diabetic one of our main players um 
she is a diabetic as well. And, and so that kind of stemmed the and spurred the idea this year to, to change it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Omar, you know, you know, kind of talking about this, I think one of the things that that is really difficult with a lot of people, especially when they, they start first start approaching social media and trying to do, uh, you know, creator content out there is that they a lot of times they're looking at it from the insular, from inside themselves, you know, as opposed to the, the external. Um, and re- recognizing, you know, what am I getting out there of value that I can give back to the community, you know? And what, what kind of was it about your own kind of journey that kind of made you realize when you could make that 180 and go, oh, okay, I need to start catering this, this material towards what the needs of the many are as opposed to the needs of the few? Uh, I think it was dropping my ego. I think it was uh, understanding that I, I can present everything that I want of myself um, but eventually I'm going to run out of ideas and I'm still very self-serving. So I think once I kind of realized that other coaches had ideas that I've never heard of, whether it was like from in the physical standpoint of how to get better, uh, uh, you know, jumping wise, leaping ability, cross taking, or it was like an EQ level of like, this is how you should approach your goalkeeper at halftime. This is how you should approach your goalkeeper at full time and, and during the off season and all those little things like that. So I felt like as soon as I was able to realize that I wasn't the greatest thing since life spread in the room of, of, co- of coaches, then I was able to actually bring in new ideas and, and allow those new ideas to kind of take shape. And then once I started doing that, I started realizing that a lot of the content that uh, I was putting out, people were like, okay, this is awesome. Like this is like a, a variety of things, very eclectic um, type of information. And then that's when I realized I could hit different people, parents, um, you know, with psychological questions about how to help their young, young daughter or son after a game. Um, coaches with session planning or, you know, uh, you know, communicating with their goalkeepers and even goalkeepers. How do I prepare for a game? How do I bounce back from mistakes? And that's the evolution of the podcast as well. So there's just so many different topics. And I realized that there's different avenues and venues that you can kind of uh, disperse those uh, those announcements. Yeah, you know, and, and I th- think, you know, one of the one of the things I, I love what you said there in regards to, you know, checking your ego out the door, you know, Joe. You're one person, and and I know we've had this discussion before in regards to the fact that you're a massive proponent. You know, and Mizzy, I'm sure you are too. I'm not I'm not, not saying that, like, no, no, Mizzy's all just about himself. Uh, but just specifically, Joe and I, we've had these conversations. You're a massive proponent about collaborations and that you feel that, like, nothing really gets accomplished unless you work with others for the greater good. You know, like what, what, what was it? Was it like going to IGCC or like what what kind of was that kind of like the the genesis of all that for you? Like Omar said, I left my ego at the door like, OK, because uh, goalkeeping, there's no set way to train it. Right. You can approach it in different ways. So, you know, it's about idea sharing. It's about camaraderie. It's about, you know, just having a simple conversation like we're having now. Uh I have a great story about Omar over there in Chicago. He was so starstruck after Phil's session when we and we got and check this out. You got John Bush, you got Phil Wedden, you got Stan Anderson, you got four of uh, three or four other guys, Stan Anderson's guys, and you got Omar and myself. And I'm like, hey Omar, we're gonna go to the bar and have a drink with Phil after you're down. And he was like, What? You're invited? <laughs> yeah, dude, remember? Yes. Okay, yes. And I'm like, let's go. And 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 he Omar was like, dude, I, I I'm in a room with all these guys. I'm like, Omar, at the other day, all we talk is goalkeeping. And it was a, such a great night because look, you know, when you have a union of coaches, it, it you know, you'd be surprised. It's not always about goalkeeping. Some coaches talk about 
life itself outside of soccer, you know, and, and, and when we bring coaches together, Mizzy and I, we love it because everybody has something to offer. You know, we want to, we want to, we want to show, Hey, we coach this way, but this coach, coach, you know, does this differently. At the end of the day, we want the kids to learn. Maybe it's, it's something that we're trying to, a message we're trying to give, and maybe one or two kids don't understand it. Maybe this coach has a different way of transferring that message and the kid gets it. Hey, that's all we want at the end of the day. We want the kids to learn and get better and be passionate. So, but I mean, having that uh, camaraderie and union of coaches for me is key because it's not only about the soccer, it's about the friendships, you know, and uh, to this day, you know, I keep in good contact with, with all my goalkeeping coaching friends and, you know, it's good to, because there's always something out there. Hey, you know what I like about it the most, Mike, is I'll have coaches just send me a random text or a DM. What do you think about this? And some stuff, it's funny. Some stuff like, what the hell are you doing? And some's like, oh, I didn't, oh, I, I got to use that one, you know? But, so, but, I, but I think it's important to have those conversations, Omar. Oh, I mean, I know this is absolutely. something that, you know, we've been discussing quite a bit in regards to you, we need to have a, an area. We need to have a place where we can all communicate and engage uh, together. Yes. I think you see where I'm going with this. <laughs> yes. Before we move on to that, I want to, uh, just a funny story about that night, guys. So I told <laughs> you, I was like, I was so, so nervous to meet, uh, to meet Phil just cause I, you know, I did, I didn't know him prior to the, the whole setup, but as soon as in my head, I find out someone is like a big deal or they've been around or they've had you know crazy experiences, my mind completely goes to an anxiety uh, filled mode. And so, yeah, when, when, when Joe, you told me, let's go, uh, let's go have a drink with him. Everybody showed up and then, uh, you know, we had a nice conversation. It was such a nice little, just the mood was so relaxing. And we we're just talking about stuff. John Bush is telling us crazy stories about his career um, and all that stuff. And then, so can you imagine everyone's sitting there? And then I said, Hey guys, I'm going to head out. I was staying at my buddy's place uh, a few, you know, a few blocks away. So I go out to get my Uber and I'm standing there and I just feel like this big presence like walking next to me. And I'm like, oh, God, please don't tell me that's Phil because I don't want to. I'm just I'm nervous to even talk to this guy in a big room, let alone one on one. So we have a nice little conversation. We're just talking and talking. And then uh, it's freezing cold, mind you. It's snowing. And so we're waiting for the Uber. The Uber pulls up and I see the Uber and it has the license plate that's on my phone. And Phil's like, all right, mate, I'll see you later. He said we say bye. He walks into my Uber and I'm like, this, this is so he's, he's good. They, they're going to take him to my location. And he ends up getting in the Uber. And like five minutes later, he circles back and he's like, yeah, I think that that Uber's for you, Omar. I'm just like, <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, Phil, nice and to see you. Didn't you. Want to uh, see wow. I, was, I was so nervous. And he like he, had, he, has a, you know, he has a presence about him. He's six, four is a big guy. He had he the confidence in the world to take the Uber. So he gets in and just it drives off. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is going to be horrible. Like, I hope he figures it out. They come back. And he's like, I apologize, man. I was like, I should have told you. What are you apologizing for? So <laughs> it was just one of those funny ones where just like, Lesson now we're for all the kids out. listening out there. Yeah. Problem solve earlier than later. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Yeah. 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 It'll, it'll seep into your, your playing yes. career if you don't problem solve on the spot. Oh my gosh, that's so that's so funny, man. That's one I didn't know. I didn't know that story. That's a new yeah. one for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because we were on the topic, it's it's one of those. We have so many memories. It's just one of those. But, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I, I want to talk about this a, a, a little bit uh, with you guys right here because uh, you know, one thing that you guys have done, especially with the with your GK for life, you know, um, you kind of you know, um, mentality and brand and everything like that, is you guys have also had people, um not only just, you know, you guys give back, but people have given back to, to your guys' causes as well, too. Um, 
you know, I, I think a lot of times people, when they think about giving back, you know, uh, they they try to think of this grandiose gesture, and they don't realize that something as simple as like, for instance, like Stan Anderson's Venmo challenge, you know, where like yeah. you know, send a few bucks here, send a few bucks there, you know, can really really help out a a, 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 a project in need. Um, you know, um, how can how can people kind of get away from kind of like that 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 kind of like that that stigma that like they need to come up with something revolutionary to give back? I think it starts with conversation. Honestly, I think I think. You know, our idea when we started, you know, like one of the, the Project Pink things was it came from a scenario, right? We were just talking about it. And, and one of us said, God, it'd be cool if we did this, you know, just as as an idea. I, I, I think that people. This guy, yeah, this guy. Maybe. <laughs> maybe not. It was about my grandma, bro, and my auntie. Right. And your sister. Okay, and my sister. But I think I think it really but it, it you know, I think those it's it's just having conversation because if we never talked about that, right? You know, Joe and I are obviously we're best friends, right? And we're you know, we talk a lot about non soccer stuff, sure, right? And so, you know, with anything it's it's are you willing to, you know, kind of take a leap of faith and just try to create something that's going to help other people. And is your personality one of which that you are willing to do that? Are you willing to maybe look stupid, risk losing you know, money and, and investing in something to help other people? Um, I think that that, that is something that, you know, is, is where people sometimes just stop and they fall short. Right. But it's also, you know, since we've done project pink, other com club companies have done it. Right. Um, and, and we're really excited and happy to see that other golf companies have done it. Um, and whether they got it because we did it, you know, years ago, or they saw it from another, you know, somehow they just came up with their own idea to do whatever, however they want to help, help com the, the community or the society or, you know, whatever their, you know, their scenario is around them, their environment, you know, it's, it's always going to be good, right? It's always going to be good. But for me, it's, it's all about communications. It's all about having conversations not even necessarily about giving back, but just having conversations where then that idea then spurs off of that, right? And branches off and, and, you know, we might do something and Omar is in a situation is like, God, you know what? I know a company that did this. I can do something, you know, different, but I can do something that, that spurt, you know, kind of spurs in his mind an idea. And, and then yeah. hopefully he has the, the confidence and gall to, to do it. You know, and, and, and I think I think uh, sorry, Ms. I, I was just going to yeah. say, I, I think, you know, what you're bringing up right there is that, you know, I think a lot of people are concerned that people are going to think, oh, you're stealing something or, you know, you're taking credit for something that somebody else kind of came up with right. as sure. opposed to recognizing or like, well, what is the initial goal for this? You know, Omar, and I know this is something that you've you've had conversations with people before who've gotten upset, you know that oh yeah man but that was my idea or whatever and like but i'm like yeah but if it if it's doing a greater good and if that was the whole purpose of this you instead you should embrace it and be proud of the fact that that person heard what you said and ran with it because you never you never did right omar i think the sure the biggest thing that i've i've dealt with in the past is people stealing my sessions or like stealing like things that i've like done and they you know people will send me like hey is this, isn't this your drill i'm like like yeah, when I was younger, I'd get upset about it, but now I'm kind of just like, dude, it's it's out there. 
if you shift your perspective of like it's mine versus like this is going to help the general community, it's going to make everybody better. I don't mind sharing it. Go ahead and use it. I don't care. I think that's where I think you have to be have some indifference to the causes that you're you're doing because the causes are bigger than you. And I think like for for example, like Stan Anderson's. I mean, during COVID, I was just sitting there watching every single time he was going out there and saying, "Hey guys, you know, we're going to be helping this restaurant or this family uh, with this cause." And I was just like, "This is not like a revolutionary idea." But people have it in their hearts. They want to give. And people started giving and giving and giving. And then you start seeing. And then you can even see Stan was like, I don't want the attention. But like if it's helping other people and this is going to get to bigger uh, audiences, then give me the attention and I'm going to help. So I think for me, it's just like as long as it helps other people, I, I don't care. You can detach me from whatever it is. As long as it helps other people, go for it. Yeah. You know, and I think uh, I think that's really the important thing right there that, that you're saying is that as long as it's helping other people. And honestly, like, you know, one of the things that that I, I want to say regards to this, even though the fact that I've had literally Omar on the screen the entire time when I meant to switch it over to uh, to full screen so everyone could see all of us right here, is that when you're talking about sessions there, that's such a big, big thing because I know a lot of young coaches and they get very possessive about sessions. And I started realizing the longer I got into coaching and I know that, you know, Joe and Ms., you know, you guys feel the exact same way. There's no such thing as my session because all, all you're doing is essentially is you're doing activities that are based on the game. And so there's just a bunch of different variables that can come and come into play, but there's, but everything's going to be redone by somebody. Everyone's going to have a different little wrinkle to everything or whatever, but there's no such thing as that. You'd be like saying like, well, goalkeeping is mine. I'm the one that created goalkeeping. Like I'm the one that created how to catch the ball, you know? So we need to start getting out of our heads and, 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 and get out of our heads about that and stop getting so possessive about that. And recognizing, you know, bringing up, you know, what Phil was saying, you know, and I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but, you know, that night in Chicago is that he said to me afterwards, he said, he said, every coach in there, right, the majority of the coaches right there in the stands right now are in their notebooks going, how can I make what he's doing better? And I'm okay with that because I want to see goalkeeping continue to improve and continue to evolve. You know, he didn't go. I can't believe they're stealing my sessions or they're saying I've got stuff that's better than this. No, he's going about it the reverse. And that's when, you know, you're talking about a high level professional. Right. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, going off of that a little bit, you know, when we do our college ID camp um, and we bring in college coaches to run those sessions, we, we have, you know, we'll say like, Omar, you're going to, you're going to do the morning session. Um, and you need to, you know, have it written out, you know, typed out professionally, the whole session, right? Your topic is, let's say, crosses or whatever, right? But then you need a copy for everybody else, right? Because we want part, part of that whole camaraderie and coming and working our camps is the coaches. I want, we want the coaches to leave with sessions that they haven't seen that somebody else has designed. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so there's a lot of sharing in that regard. And, and again, it, you know, going back to a previous point is you check your ego at the door. You know, you, you have to, if you truly, truly care about your craft, it's, there's no room for, for, you know, for you to really get, you know, to the pinnacle of your craft with an ego and with anything, not just goalkeeping and coaching, but in, in life in general. Right. Um, and yeah. so, you know, we've had a lot of positive feedback from the guys that have, and gals that have worked with us um, staff wise, because we're like, Hey, here's a session. This, this will be the, the leader of that activity, this morning session. It'll be Omar or whatever. And here's the session he's going to do. Please take it home and steal it, 
change it, make it yours, do all that. And then Omar will be in the afternoon session and whoever that head coach is for that, you know, that topic of let's say breakaways or whatever, he'll get that session. Right. And, and everybody, you know, we do a lot of ses uh, session sharing and, and idea sharing and all that stuff. And, and that's, you know, that is, that has really helped a lot of the, a lot of the coaches out and, and given them some insight on what these other coaches that they've never even met before. Right. So, yeah, I, I think busy to you guys' point though. I think the, for me, I can internalize this conversation and kind of like uh, speak on it from my experience. I feel like even going to your guys' camps, like you said, it's it's us as coaches having to verbalize what, why we're standing behind this session to other coaches. That for me on a, on a, on a coaching level and, and being able to if I step into a higher role eventually, that gives me the experience where I can speak to the goalkeepers and have confidence in what I'm doing and what I'm saying. So that, that's our, that starts there and you guys do a really good job of uh, providing that platform. But also, too, I think you can run the same drills, but it's the voice and who when are you stopping? What are you focusing on? And I think, for example, when I've watched Joe run some of his sessions and again, Mizzy, I spend more time with Joe. So I, I wish I could throw some compliments <laughs> at you as well. But mainly when I spend time with Joe, I feel like and I've always said this about him is that his emotional intelligence is so high because he invests so much time in his goalkeepers. So the depth of what he can say to his goalkeepers in front of other people is is there. It's in it, it's insane. And we've had, we, I remember there was a time, I forget the kid's name, but we were, we were doing like this passing exercise and he kept messing up and, and you were, you know, throwing some conflict resolution at him and, and throwing it at him to see how he can manage it. And he wasn't able to manage it. And you were just like, son, you're coming to me and asking me to put your name in the hat for these top schools, D1, D2, and you can't even perform in this little group. How are you going to tell me to keep putting my name behind your name? And it was just one of those things where I was like, there's no Reality way Joe check. barely, as I said, there's, there's no way Joe barely knows this kid and is just saying it. And in my head, I was just like, this is why it, it's the macro of helping of like, just because the, the session's over doesn't mean that relationship ends. And I feel like that's some of the things when I was younger as a coach, it was money driven because I'm like, I need to find a career out of this. So you're like making money, you finish the session, you say goodbye. And the next time you see that kid, then you you know open up the discussion again. Versus how you guys have done it is you finish your session, you stay connected with that kid, you you help them with their college recruitment, you help them throughout their whole process. And then when you see them again, now you're able to really, really give them the self-awareness that they need because you've been able to uh, invest and develop that relationship. And I feel like from the top coaches that I've worked with, they don't neglect that. They spend time with their goalkeepers. Even if it's the third choice, they say, hey, let's go grab coffee. Let me see where you're at in your career. And I feel like you've done such a good job at instilling that and making me self-aware of like, okay, it's not about you, your sessions or whatever. Sit down, understand the human behind the, uh, the, the wearing the gloves. And then from there, then all your coaching points can really, really hit differently because they actually care what you're saying. Yeah, you know, and I, I think, you know, um, Omar, I, th I think something that you brought up right there, by the way, speaking of passion and stuff like that, like I've, I, I, look, I look at how, how, how invested Joe is in, in, in goalkeeping and I go, do I even like goalkeeping? Like compared to this guy, like, I mean, I, I'm just like, Jesus, I am like, I feel like, I feel like I'm an, I'm like, I'm like a casual observer of goalkeeping uh, in, in comparison. But, you know, I mean, I think that's one thing that you guys do with your, you know, personal instruction program that a lot of personal instruction programs don't do out there. And you know, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say toot your guys horn or whatever, but like you guys, you know, you take that that extra step and go like this is not just about the instruction here on the field as private instruction or small group instruction. Uh, it's an entire goalkeeping community and we're here to help you however we can, whether it's on the field, off the field, outside of goalkeeping, all of that, you know, and and I think that 
that there, there needs to be more programs like that, that, that recognize that, you know, even if you're not with a, cl even if it's not with a club, but if it's a, if it's an independent program, you still need to have that club environment. Right. Yeah. yeah. Our biggest, our biggest thing with, with IGA is, is not being affiliated, like being affiliated with a club. Right. Sure. Yeah. I work for a club. Joe worked his work for, he works for a club now and he's worked for other clubs in the past, obviously, but IGA, itself as its own entity is is our big like our that was like our number two rule was you know we're not gonna let club coaches come to camp and recruit goalkeepers and, <laughs> and we're not you know we're not doing that it's you know take that whatever club you play for jersey off put an iga top on and that's who you're with right um and a lot of friendships amongst uh competing goalkeepers you know over the years have been developed through that and, and that helps their own person right you know they they look past you know the the team that they compete against all the time in the final you know whatever tournament surf cup or smaller or whatever um and it's it's all right cool i'll see you next week at iga you got you can be at iga next week like and all of these goalkeepers from all over the state and now you know multiple states you know they they kind of connect with each other and it's it's uh <laughs> and it, it's uh standing there sometimes laughing bro, why is he laughing at me He's talking about your beard shape. Don't um, be jealous, Stan. You know, but um, but I think that that you know, again, at a macro level, it's it's building that camaraderie, and 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 these kids are are having you know friendships with with players they normally wouldn't necessarily you know even want to talk to, right? And so it's it's kind of a it's fun to see the kids, especially you know when COVID with COVID was crazy, and then you know we're gonna have our <laughs> our first big event, you know, official big event or whatever. Um, in December and and a lot of it's going to be like a little fun little reunion for a lot of these kids you know that they haven't seen each other in a long time so it'll be it'll be cool yeah you know I mean uh by the way Juan Cervantes just put this up here right here he says ask Joe about the breakfast club early morning sessions kids would still show up all right so. my turn story time so all right I promise it'll be under two minutes okay. so what he said about the about last year when the when the COVID thing was crazy there was no club soccer. There was nothing. So I decided to work with my partner's daughter, who is uh, 16 years old and is already six foot one. She's not. She's five ten. Or whatever. <laughs> and, and he told me, hey, work with her feet. So I said, okay, I'm going to see it. Because, look, they weren't going to school. I mean, physically. It was all online. So it started with his daughter and then my son, Cody. And I was like, all right, 6 a.m. And I said, dude, these kids aren't going to show up. They're not going to show up. No, they showed up. And then when I put it up on my social media, other kids like, hey, how come I wasn't invited? Like I, upset. They were upset. Uh, upset. I'm yeah. like, because you're not willing to get up early to get here. Long story short. I made her ride her bike. I wouldn't even yeah, he wouldn't even give her a ride. No. She rode her bike to the, to the park. Long story uh, short, I made it. I did it for free. Another way of giving back, right? Because some of these keepers that were going, their parents had lost their jobs. So I said, I'm going to do this for free. It'll be two hours. I brought all the stuff. At the end of the day, I was having an average of 15 to 20 kids out there at the park. Dark. Dark at 5.45 a.m. Wow. And these are kids that as far as Los Alamitos, CJ, he'd yeah. come down. Which is 30 minutes. 30 minutes to get here to Torrance. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at all these kids. And look, call, maybe this is, what, what's the word, stereotyping? I didn't expect the kids that lived up on the hill or by the water to show up early. Truth be told. 
I said, these kids are going to sleep in. Those are the ones that showed up the most. Yeah. So I was, it was a, it was a pleasant shock if that's the way to say it, because it showed, and I told them, Hey, you guys being here tells me that you really want to do this. Either that or you're bored out of your mind. You have nothing to do. So you might as well come in early. Right. But <laughs> the point is that they showed up and I was like, wow, that was, that just showed, it, it showed me like they care yeah. because yeah. how are you going to get a teenager for, I had them as young as 12 years old. But let's an average fifteen year old, fourteen year old, getting them up. Or you got to get up at five thirty. What? And get your parent up because and well, most of the kids and parents drove them. Yeah, I refuse. Yeah. I, <laughs> so that tells me that the drive is there, and that was very flattering for me. It was. It, it made. I felt good about my kids uh, showing up. So, yeah, that's the story about the Breakfast Club. Yeah, but it also goes to speak towards the dedication to their craft. Yeah. Right. We talked about you know goalkeeping. Is a, is a kind of a unicorn position, right, on the field. And, and it's the kids that really succeed care about their craft. And that's why they train extra. That's why they do, you know, whatever, you know privates or semi-privates or whatever it is. Um, but, I mean, it's again, it's, it's their dedication to their craft to be the best goalkeeper that they can be, right? And they look towards coaches, you know, to, to do that. And, and I think it creates a special relationship um, between, you know, coach and and player and coach because you know it's like hey you know i mean this term has been around since forever but goalkeeper union right and are you a card carrying member of the goalkeeper union and how do you earn that card right and that, while there's no official way of doing it you know obviously but idea hey but um i said it first yes um but anyway i mean but but that's what it is right it's like this unwritten rule of you know and all the goalkeepers know that they talk about it, talk to each other about each other. And, you know, oh, yeah, so-and-so is really good, really, yeah. And they put a lot of extra work in, right? And that's just what we see, right? And, and you know, that 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 is, that's there out there, right? It's out there. So so I just yeah. want to make sure that the, the breakfast club wasn't goalkeeping. It was, it was plyometrics. Fitness. It was, fitness, yeah. it was oh. CrossFit. That's what oh. it was. It was, oh, that's, okay. That's why, oh. that's why Juan was saying that because he'd laugh because he would be like, yeah, I don't think they're gonna do it, bro. I'm like, you let well, let's find out. So that's what happened. It all started with Jump his daughter up. just jumping rope, just getting her to be quick because she's very tall, so to work on her lateral movement. And so it was all about CrossFit, basically, goalkeeping CrossFit. Because after 90 minutes of that, then we do 30 minutes of just ball handling to like cool down, and that was it. So wow. yeah, and that went on for about a good two months. Wow, like Monday okay. through Friday for yeah. free. That was our giving back because, again, they weren't doing anything. Parents had lost their jobs and, you know, kids were going out of their mind. They're like, I'm bored. All right, we'll wake up early. And it helped. I, I dare you. I dare I you. Dare you. <laughs> well, Omar knows, like, I, I always talk smack to my, oh, you, you, you think you're good, but you're not there yet. If you really want to be good, you'll show up. Like, I'm just the best instigator in the world. Everyone calls me that, so I just go with it. <laughs> I'm like, you know, just, if, you, if you're really that, like, here's the classic, right? Hey, I want to go D1. And I just say, okay, why? What, what makes you think you're D1? Oh, because I play uh, I play flight one and I'm six foot. I'm like, oh, okay. So that makes you a D1 goalie. Yeah. Okay. I just ignore them. And like, hey, you're not at the level. And that's where my reality talk comes. I'm like, look, son, you're not at the level. You're not there. You're a D2, maybe D3. Are you smart? You have good grades? All right, you stay D3 because that's where I see you're at. And some kids don't like it. But, again, at the end of the day, 
this is the difference between, between us Gen X people and these these Gen Z or millennials. It's just, you know, I I cannot be any other way. I have to be real with the kids. Now, to be fair, I was put in my place by my other son, CJ, who is Omar knows him. He's about five, eight on a good day. Um, extremely good. I said, son, they're not going to look at you be at D1 because of your height. They're going to discriminate you. That's just the way it is. He had offers for D2 programs. No, no, no. I want to play flight one. I'm like, okay, you're, you're going to you're end up playing at a JC if you don't take these offers. Well, guess what? He got an offer from a D1 school and he took it. And he said, I told you. I said, hey, you're right. All right. You got me. You earned it because he did earn it. And uh, yeah, so that those things happen at times as well. But at the end of the day, it's about being real with these kids. And that's just how I approach it. And that's why if you notice on our bio – on our Instagram, it says an unapologetic approach to goalkeeping because I don't apologize for how I tell these kids how it is because someone has to do it. Might as well be me, right? And him. Well, well, well. I, I tell you what. I think this is a great way to, uh, to to end on that one and move on to this 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 last kind of thing right there because I think we've got given people a lot of great ideas on how they can <laughs> kind of kind of give kind of give back uh and 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 that is in the regards to you know what i'm what we're thankful for in the goalkeeping community and i kind of want to just kind of end this episode like it is thanksgiving and you know happy thanksgiving to everybody in the goalkeeping community all the insiders out there we're thankful for you and and your continued support you know of the podcast and obviously of omar's pro gk academy and and all the other endeavors that are out there gk for life and the diabetes glove and and all that and we, we put that link right right over in here and and but but i want to start off and i'm going to say i am thankful for college coaches that are willing to take five foot eight goalkeepers division one. I am thankful for those coaches. <laughs> Thank you for those head coaches for, uh, for taking those, uh, for taking those, uh, what, what would you say? Leaps of faith. Uh, as, uh, <laughs> oh, as, that as guy can like jump to too. Say. He can jump because <laughs> he, he has to. So I want to, uh, I want to start, uh, we'll, we'll start, but you, you guys were, I've just been talking a little bit right here. So I just want to start with Omar. Omar, what, what in goalkeeping are you thankful for? Uh, I mean, it can either be this past year or just in general. Um, I think for me on a personal level, on my, on my own journey is just people like Joe and, and Mizzy and, and yourself, Mike, who uh, saw, saw something in me as I was on my path and, and this year as well. And just kind of took me under your guys' wings and gave me that tough love. And as Joe said, kind of that unapologetic uh, approach to goalkeeping and as an unapologetic approach to mentoring uh, young coaches because you have their best interest at heart. And I always felt like you guys did. So even if it was as, you know, as, as much as like, Hey, this session makes no sense or Hey, this, this is terrible. I always took it as, okay, these guys don't hate me. So there's obviously a reason for their criticism. And I always felt that it was constructive. And, and so I'm thankful for you guys. And, and hopefully I can keep proving to you guys that I've taken your uh, lessons in stride. Wow. You know, and, 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 and if we had done this episode with somebody else, it would have been like, I'm thankful for Stan Anderson and everything that he's done for me. <laughs> Stan, oh, Stan, Stan, I mean, Stan's Stan, the man. Stan is the man. Look, yeah. the GK union president is Phil yeah. and Stan is like, like, executive director. Executive, like he's like right next to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Stan um, is, uh, I mean, you guys, uh, anybody, if you guys go watch, I mean, you got job, I'll tell you guys as well to go to uh, camp shutout. Just go check it out. It is it is quite the event. It's it's you sit there and you just kind of look at in, in the hall when you're in, having dinner or having lunch and you see like 300 other goalkeepers and like 60 coaches. You just go like, damn, this is this is where it's at. Like these are memories that we're all gonna. It's epic. It's, it really is. Yeah, 
It really is. Um, all right, let's uh, let's 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 move on. So uh, we'll. Uh, I, I know. Well, okay, fine. We'll start with Miz. So, so Miz, what uh, what are you what are you thankful for in goalkeeping? And yeah. again, I, I can't yeah. wait to hear this. Let me record this. <laughs> no, but with my phone, so I can hold it for it. Um, you know, I think I'm, I'm thankful for the sport. I think it's, it's given me a life, honestly. It's given me the position itself has given me the opportunity to travel, to meet people I would not normally have met, have great experiences, get a college education, obviously playing college, um, and, and give me a foundation to have something to build on. Right. And that foundation has led me, you know, with, with big Joe and, and our whole, you know, multiple years of shenanigans that we've been doing this thing right um and so honestly but it, it really it comes down to that first coach who who was like you know you'd be a really good goalkeeper go check it out yeah bro that's not emotion bro it's just facts. <laughs> these are facts um but i mean it is it's it's based it really is it's based i'm, I'm thankful for that first coach who who was like hey you need to be a goalkeeper and here's why um and so, you know, it, it, it boils down to way back when, when I was what, 10 years old, you know, um, and having, having the, the support system that I had, right. To, to get me to the next level, to the next level, to the next level, you know, all that. And, uh, you know, and here we are 107 years later, um, you know, on the podcast, trying to do some, some good stuff for, for, for people. So in sport. Wow. I'm touched. I'm not going to lie. I'm touched. Eric Lemus is touched. A lot of people are touched right now. So uh, everyone's a all right. All right, Joe, you're up. You're up. Dude, that's oh, stop. that's like a 30 minute answer, but I'm going to. I, I know. I know. I know. I know. All right. You're, you're, you're... So I'm, I'm going to piggyback off my partner here. Everything he said. I concur 100%. I feel the same way, but I'm outside of that. I, I'm very thankful for platforms like you guys, what you guys do inside the 18, um, you know, because when apart from, you know, when I talked about GK for life, it's about bringing the awareness of goalkeeping and you guys, uh, Michael, what you do, I know what you're doing with, with the podcast. It, it takes a lot of work and prep work and, Omar, with what you do with your social media as well, it takes a lot of work. You guys are taking uh, goalkeeping education on another level. Like it's a different form of learning outside of being doing it on the field. So I'm thankful that these types of platforms are available because when we were 14, 15, Mike, Omar, Miz, I, we didn't have this, right? So these kids got all these avenues of, of, of ways of learning the position. So I'm, on that end, I'm thankful for what you guys are doing and everybody else that does a podcast or or stuff on YouTube or, you know, stuff like what Phil does. I mean, what Phil does, like, at the IGCC, I call it the goalkeeping pilgrimage. I mean, that's what it is, right? But, like, on top of that, I'm, I'm thankful for all the goalkeepers that have come through IGA that uh, believed in our, in our method. Uh, you know, I'll be the first one to say I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Right. Everybody has a different fit with different coaches. But, you know, I'm very thankful for all the goalkeepers that have come through our system that have succeeded getting to the highest levels, whether it be in college or professional. Um, you know, and um, beyond that, it's the relationships. I missed something, said something about that earlier. The relationships that you carry after they're done with soccer, you know, 
like when you get that invitation to their wedding or something like they, they feel that you've done something for them in their life hence the reason why i labeled uh impact goalkeeper academy because our you know the goal is to impact these kids lives not just as youngsters but through their adulthood right so i'm thankful for all the goalkeepers and all the coaches that uh um you know that i talk to that i that i work with uh everybody that involved in goalkeeping you know uh, i just hope that uh this union of coaches that we have can get bigger and stronger and i think as goalkeeper coaches we need to leave our egos at the door because there are goalkeeper coaches out there that you know they think their way or the highway and, and that's their own thing but later they'll figure out that's not the way it is but you know this we're a small unit uh, as far as coaches, and I want I, I would want that to grow. And I'm thankful for the relationships that I have with all the coaches uh, that, that are that that do what we that we love to do. He said I, that all that in a minute and 55 seconds. Wow, <laughs> incredible! Look at that. That is incredible. All right, I will wrap it up and say it like this, guys. I am thankful for all of you guys out there in the professional game, in the youth game, in the college game who are willing to go out there and put that this type of effort and dedication into helping people not just on the field but but off the field because if it wasn't for all of you out there you know this this resource wouldn't be very useful right and the reason this 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 resource is useful the reason Omar's content is useful is because you guys are willing to go out there and put that that type of effort and dedication into it. Otherwise it would just be me talking for an hour about what just happened in champions league. Cause there'd be nothing else to talk about. So um, honestly, you guys, you guys do all the work behind the scenes. People don't necessarily realize it. I think, you know, Jeff Tackett brought up a great point right here. He says, at what point are our NCAA uh, colleges uh, not going to make goalkeeper coaches, the volunteer assistant coach um, and, 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 and make it an actual official paid position. Um, and, and I think that, that right there, you know, kind of says it that a lot of us do this with, with great sacrifice and, uh, and, and we don't necessarily get the credit for it, but we do it because we feel that we're giving back in a way that, that other people, um, might not be able to. And, 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 you know, and, and it's, it's, it's really cool when you see, you know, players, like you're saying, you know, playing in MLS or playing in Europe or whatever. And, and, and you might've had a little bit to do with, uh, with, 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 with helping them along that path, whether it's a, a little piece of information that you gave them at a camp, you know, or, 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 uh, uh, um, or you ran a session with them once or, or whatever. Um, you know, it's just, it's just really cool to see people be able, I always say, I always say we don't make the goalkeeper, but we are a resource for the goalkeeper and the goalkeepers that are out there who are willing to utilize these resources are only going to benefit from it. So thank you to all you guys. So. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No worries. Up. Oh, and on. don't Jeff forget, Tack guys, December 18th and 19th. Check us out in Torrance, California with Phil Wedding. We got the ID camp and the Younger's Elite camp. And don't forget, goalkeeper coaches. We also have Phil doing a coaching course. He will be giving out certificates for it. Okay. December 17th, Friday. Mike and Omar are going to be there live with their podcast. They're going to do it live. <laughs> I don't know if I was supposed to say that, but okay, I said it. <laughs> and one last thing, we have diabetes awareness clubs. We did this, you know, to try to push diabetes because Big Joe's a diabetic. And um, why don't you go ahead and elaborate about our pro player in Mexico who's a diabetic? Go ahead. You got one minute. Go. Uh, so <laughs> IGA alum, Sienna Rolas, who's uh, playing in the uh, women's league in Mexico, um, is a diabetic and uh and so this that was kind of the idea that spurred this year so that's why we went off of 
uh, we went away from Project Pink. And so this year we're doing, in conjunction with one, our, our glove company, um, our partner glove company is uh, is what, what this glove is all about. So diabetes awareness is blue. Um, and it's a great glove. It's a negative cut glove. It's got a little finger prick right there. And uh, it's, a, it's a professional level glove. It's an it's a $85 uh, retail dog, uh, glove. Comes with a t-shirt, a super dope t-shirt. And uh, we're taking orders and all the proceeds, just like every other campaign we've done, goes to, uh, goes to diabetes awareness. So that's what we're doing this year. Um, and we are getting that stuff out. So you can get all the information on gkforlife.net for both our camps and our camp, the ID camp in December, and also to order the glove. Awesome, guys. I, I think this is a really great way to, to, to wrap up this episode, guys. Thanks, for first off, for taking all, all the time right here. Um, obviously, it's a busy time, you know, with the holidays and everything like that. And, and I know you guys have your sessions going on consistently. Uh, Omar, anything you want to plug before, uh, before we, we all get ready to start eating turkey tomorrow? Are we plugging what we're plugging or no? Do you want to? Should we do it? Sure, yeah. I mean, I, I, right. I'm sure there's some people in the community that, uh, that know Mike and I uh, and Saskia have put together a new business. Uh, it's, it's a platform specifically for position-specific sports. And goalkeeping is our first, uh, the first uh, try at it. And, and we really want you guys to uh, get on it. It's, it's called The Union. And hopefully you guys love it. Um, First and foremost, it's, you know, contextual curated content from people like myself and, and other coaches out there. So, uh, yeah, there it is, unionsports.com. So give it a give it a look. Uh, we're in a uh, let's see. We are in a friends and family trial at the moment. So yeah, go so ahead and check a, it out for the next 30 This is days. friends and family. So insiders. Uh, Impact Goalkeeper Academy uh, alumni or current residents, uh, all, all those sorts of people. Uh, not available to the general public just yet, guys. We want your feedback on what you like, what you don't like. Um, just basically, you know, tell Omar, you know, which sessions they hate of his and how they can do them better. <laughs> you know, all those sorts of things out there. But honestly, guys, we're trying to create, you know, much like you guys were talking about, having an inclusive community that's engaging consistently. You know, th this is something that's necessary out there. We need a platform where we, it's a safe space where we guys can all can, can talk and share our ideas um, and, and not be exploited uh, by some of the traditional uh, social media that we may or be, may not be on right now uh, while this is taking, <laughs> taking place. But, uh, but honestly, guys, it's really about, you know, it's really about let's, uh, let's, let's, let's try to keep helping the goalkeeping community how we can by helping each other and engaging with each other. You know, and so uh, we're really, really passionate about this, really excited about it. And uh, and we can uh, send you guys all the links. We'll send Big Joe and Miz all the all the information so they can get on and, and start checking it out and complaining on 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 what Omar did right there and how, you know, so they we'll should have done that. Oh, we're gonna <laughs> oh, Omar, you're, you just don't know what you're going to go through. You're going to go through the meat grinder now. I'm OK with it. I've been there. I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but it's, it's, your it's gonna camera be angles better be good that's all i'm gonna say because that's <laughs> the first thing and, and guys we got we got two awesome sections we got a feed area and we got a forum area our forum is pretty awesome it's kind of like uh like reddit or discord anyone can post in there anyone can talk about it we're gonna have you know engagements you know during champions league games and streams and all sorts of cool stuff like that and then we got our feed section where you can apply to be a creator yourself not everyone's going to be accepted as a creator guys not everyone's going to say but everyone can apply to become a creator on the platform um you know so uh so, you know, uh, if you if you if you want to do that, if you want to put that type of type type of effort in there, fill out that application. We'll check it out and uh, and we'll see if it's uh, if it's beneficial to the community. So. 
Amen. Yeah. So did you just um, challenge us? <laughs> we'll see I what you hey, guys got. Hey, Joe, Joe's the one that was like, I was like, hey, can you send a hard copy? He's like, I don't have any hard copies of any of these videos. I'm like, wait, you just put them up on YouTube? And, because uh, he and has he... all of them, bro. Oh. I don't have them, he has them all. Oh, he's got them. So, all. but is Omar challenging us? <laughs> I think Mike. I think Mike. No, Mike's cool. both. Both. We'll see. I think Just... the nephew's trying to step up his game. We'll see. <laughs> Jeff said, "Do we need references?" Uh, you're going to see in the application. <laughs> you're going to see in the application process how it works. There you and, go. Uh, and there's a, a secret. <laughs> well done, Jeff. Well there's done. A, there's a secret cabal of goalkeeper coaches around the world that will be uh, be uh, be checking out the content and deciding whether it's worthy. It's union worthy, guys. Omar, Omar's going to disappear. <laughs> uh guys uh again guys happy thanksgiving if you have Likewise. a guest suggestion or topic Thank topic you. suggestion uh at goalkeeper podcast on all social media platforms or contact at inside the 18 media.com i forgot who it was who said that we should do an episode about giving back uh during thanksgiving i apologize uh but a wonderful idea and we couldn't think of a better group to do it with than impact goalkeeper academy um uh, and I guess the guys that uh, all we can say right now is, uh, check out the union sports and, uh, we are out later guys. Peace. Peace.